Before we get into today's uh, podcast, I want to first apologize for not putting this out earlier. Truth is, I've been very, very bogged down in the mental health aspects of things right now and I haven't really had the motivation to sit down and make a podcast on this matter. But I've decided that that is enough. This is a matter far more important than my own measly little brain. And it's time that we begin speaking out much more with a much more direct action. Now, today's podcast is on the Yemeni civil war and the current crisis with the coronavirus coming into play and how it's led to over 20 million people at the risk of famine. That's three holocausts worth of people. Three 1939 to 1945s worth of people are about to die in the span of about a year. So what is happening? Let's start right from the beginning. Yemen is a country in the Middle East that is pretty strategically important, you see. It is right next to the Gulf of Aden, which is a route into many, many ports and trading routes. It's really, really sought after. But Yemen is also a country that is rather ancient. It's a country that is situated in a peninsula that has seen so much history and so much movement, so much flourishing and building of societies. Yemen is true. If you hear anything screaming in the background, those are my, uh, that's my little brother and niece. They are currently having a little pool party. Sorry about that. Yemen is a very, very interesting country geographically. Its history is so rich. If you look at pictures pre-war, you'll see very, very old mosques and beautiful structures. I had a bit of affinity towards that country, and I still do, to much of the Middle East, actually. Now... In 2015, a minority group of rebels rose to power and they directly opposed the government led by Abrad. Sorry if I pronounce this wrong. Abdrabu Munsar Hadi. Now, he led the loyal Yemeni government, which is currently backed by a Saudi led coalition, Saudi Arabia. And they fought against the rebels. Now, these rebels, the Houthis, are an armed movement of minority religions and ethnic groups in Yemen. Because Yemen and much of the Middle East isn't just Arab. There's a lot more than Arab. And there's a lot more than Sunni Islam or Wahhabi Islam. It's a very complex matter that I'll have to get into in another podcast. But in a nutshell, all you need to know is that it is a majority Sunni, Saudi-backed, US-backed coalition government versus these rebels and these rebels are angry and they want to take power for a very simple reason for decades they have been oppressed massacred and restricted from simple civil liberties purely because they are houthi purely because they for example maybe salafi islamists or shia islamists these people have different beliefs and that scares the government of yemen because the government of Yemen is Sunni. But Sunni is just a sect of Islam. You see, these are all just sects of Islam. And normally these people, you know, they may have different beliefs. There may be some animosity. But it's not the populace who are causing these wars. It is powerful nations like Saudi Arabia, which back Sunni governments very heavily so. Now, to understand this, you must understand that Saudi Arabia's biggest enemy, apart from, say, Israel, is Iran. Iran is a country that's led by a Shia dominant faction, which is very, very different to pretty much every other country in the Middle East, apart from perhaps Syria and Iraq. 
because Iran is one of the only openly Shia majority countries. So it's a country where Shias have the right to vote, have the right to do pretty much anything. They live as people rather than an oppressed minority. And Iran has backed the Houthi government, or the Houthi rebels, depending on your perspective, for a very long time because these are Shias. Iran will naturally back Shias because that would undermine the power of Saudi Arabia, which is merely, you know, Saudi Arabia and Yemen, they share a large border. So what does this mean? It means there's a proxy war happening here. It was never about Shia and Sunni in the first place. It was about which country has more dominance over that region. And they have turned it into a war with a false idea of it being a war over religion and ethnicity. So what's going wrong? Well, apart from the civil war that's been raging since 2015 and has killed thousands, even millions, there's a current situation that we have. Over the past five years, Yemen has seen a massive bombing campaign assisted by the Saudi coalition, which, may I add, is supported heavily by Western powers and NATO. I mean the USA, France and Great Britain. These are the three biggest countries involved. American-made F-15 fighters, F-18 Hornets, bombers, everything. And British bombs are being dropped onto Yemen. They've been being bombed to absolute shit for years now. And it's completely massacred the infrastructure. They have no infrastructure at the moment. Yemen has little to no working hospitals. They have no way to import medicine, vital resources, equipment and materials to build new hospitals or roads. All the roads are destroyed. There are no bridges. There's no runways. It is cut off. Unless you happen to be a powerful Western-backed nation that has a vast arsenal of warplanes to drop bombs on these civilians. Even uh, even charities like Medicine Sans Frontiers can't get into Yemen because there are no roads. And when they do set up hospital, they have a tendency to be drone-striked by the USA. All under the guise of war on terror, of course. And with the coronavirus crisis happening right now, Yemen has been hit harder than ever considering the fact that they have no hospitals, they have no working medical infrastructure, and they have no actual infrastructure to transport medicine around. You see, we are very fortunate here in the Western world to be facing the coronavirus crisis because we aren't open to the forces of nature. We're not having to worry about being hit by a dust storm or, a, or tropical storms or any sort of massive cataclysmic event. These people are facing... All of those, plus a civil war, plus another epidemic, the cholera epidemic. Both of these epidemics, one of which is also a pandemic, has led to the prediction that 20 million, over 20 million Yemenis will die if nothing changes. And the death is happening already. There have been images of mass graves popping up from Yemen. People being killed en masse by the virus and by coalition fighters. And it's a problem that we as Westerners have directly influenced and caused to happen. This is probably one of the only, well not the only, this is probably one of the most recent examples of a massacre, a genocide even, led into existence 
purely by Western blunders and support. Because Saudi Arabia is a very, very tricky nation, right? I've got a lot of hatred for that country, but I won't get into it here. And they want to consolidate their power in Yemen by backing the previous Sunni pacifist government, whilst the Houthis simply want independence and to split away. So they funded terrorism in the country. Islamic State has had a massive foothold in Yemen. Al-Qaeda has had a massive foothold in Yemen. The UAE has also deployed their own troops under the coalition to Yemen. You can see American-made M1A2 Abrams tanks in Yemen. You can see American-made F-16 fighter jets in Yemen. British bombs, Mark II ordnance, 1,000kg bombs are being dropped over Yemen. These coalition fighters are using American and British-made weapons to spread the gospel of destruction and massacre and bloodshed. Thousands are dying because we support it. We're not doing enough to stop it. The US Senate attempted to pass a resolution to prevent the US backing of Saudi Arabia in the conflict, and Donald Trump vetoed it. I won't call him president because he's a fucking cunt, let's be honest about it. Donald Trump vetoed a resolution to end US support of Saudi Arabia, and the Senate simply could not override the veto because it is backed by Republicans who would love nothing more than to watch their own little military-industrial complex to flourish, and so they could line their pockets with money from Raytheon and McDonnell Douglas. This support of a war infrastructure, support of the industrial-military complex, has led to so much untold bloodshed in Yemen that we turn a blind eye to until now purely because becoming an activist has become a social media trend. But if it means that attention is getting out to Yemen, then so be it. I don't care if it's just a trend because change needs to happen very, very, very fast. Because these are 20 million people who are going to die. 20 million people, each with individual stories being wiped off the face of Earth. 20 million brothers, sisters, mothers, grandfathers, fathers being killed. Every single one of these people have a story. Every single one of these people have a family. They all have a brain. They all have a conscious. These are all people who are people. I don't think people understand how major that is. It's very easy to look at the news and be overswamped with all this information and numbers and statistics about people dying. But when you think about how that's worth hundreds of schools worth of children being killed, then it starts to sink in. When you think about how it's equivalent to two Londons, almost three, being wiped off the face of Earth, then it starts to sink in. When you think about how it's equal to a third of the UK's population being decimated in one fell swoop, then it really starts to hit how incredibly important this ought is. Also, what can we do to change it? Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional here. Well, petitions are one thing to do, but the governments around the world haven't been listening to petitions for a very long time. So what I'm saying now is that we drop the petitions and instead move to something much more radical. Direct action. Direct action is often painted by conservative governments as an act of rioting or, or thuggery but in reality it's an act that is only led into existence because the government refused to listen listen to our peaceful protests and petitions direct action is the only way that we can possibly make the government change their mind about something it worked with the police officers that killed george floyd if we all move out together we can work to save yemen these are 20 million people I don't care about what your political beliefs are. If you think that 20 million people who don't even know what's going on outside of their country deserve to die, then I think you deserve to die instead. We are very complicit in allowing all of this to happen as being Westerners. 
the Arab coalition, backed by the Western governments, are killing these innocent people purely because they want to consolidate their power in their thrones of gold and keep the oil money flowing. So please, if it's not a petition, consider protesting. Consider going out there onto the street. If people can go out onto the beaches to go fuck about during a fucking pandemic, then you can justify protesting for a country that's about to fall off the face of earth, right? Thank you. My DMs on Instagram are always open if you'd like to discuss this matter further. Um, Please do give it a thought about what's happening in Yemen. I hope this helped. Goodbye.